1: It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Finance Daily, episode 576, Travel the World for the Price of a Honda, by Paula Pant of affordanything.com. And I'm Dan, your host. Hey, happy Monday to you out there in podcast land. This is where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And today's minimalism post comes to you from Paula Pant, who has her own podcast called Afford Anything, which is the same name as her website, And speaking of which, have you subscribed to our other four podcasts? One of them, Optimal Living Daily, covers minimalism, personal development, and productivity. So if you like today's content, you're definitely going to like that show too. To find it, just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this show, and you can find the other shows right along with it. But for now, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Travel the World for the Price of a Honda by Paula Pant of affordanything.com. Time for Answer the Reader's Mail. See the World Edition. Today's question comes from Sophia, a 27-year-old financial planner in Minneapolis with a desire to travel the world. Sophia says, quote, I'm a world traveler. My husband and I went to Thailand at the beginning of the year and we loved it. The more I sit in an office, the more I want to be location independent. I want to be able to help people with their finances from any location. I also want to be in control of my time. I feel this need to travel more, to explore, and not be tied to an office in Minnesota, End quote. Sophia, your story sounds similar to mine. I became location independent in 2010 after returning from a two-year trip around the world and realizing I could not tie myself down to an office job. FYI, location independence means you can work from anywhere on earth. Sophia poses several questions about travel and location independence. I'm writing two posts to answer her questions. This article covers travel. Number one, how much money did you save for your journey abroad? I saved about $25,000 for the trip. I figured I'd have enough money to globetrot for about a year before things became tight. But it turned out that I vastly overestimated how much the trip would cost. That 25K was enough to get me by for two and a half years, including all airfare and insurance. Number two, what's the one thing you wished you would have packed? The Kindle hadn't been invented at the time I traveled, but man, oh man, that would have changed everything. Here's why. Many long-term travelers stay in one place, get a job, and immerse themselves in the culture. They can earn money, learn the language, and cross the divide between tourist and local. While I respect that strategy, that wasn't my goal. I wanted to see everything, the pyramids, the Great Barrier Reef, the temples of Bali, the jungles of Borneo. I was on the move. I was determined not to work while I was traveling. I wanted no responsibilities. Second, I visited a huge span of countries, 17 countries in two and a half years. And third, I often ventured into the middle of nowhere. To visit this many countries, you need a ton of guidebooks and maps. I carried region-wide guidebooks, the Middle East, Southeast Asia, but these are thick volumes that eat up half your bag. Plus, I wanted to read for fun, which means I was slogging through the jungles of Borneo with Harry Potter on my back. Between the guidebooks and the fun books, I probably lugged 10 pounds of reading material on my back at all times. I'd trade out the fun books at book exchanges, but that meant I'd load up with new books. And I'd have to carry four or five fun books at a time since I was often in remote areas where I knew I'd have to ration my reading material. Moral of the story, a Kindle would have solved that problem. Imagine having hundreds of books in digital form. It blows my mind. Number three, what should you have left at home? Hmm, to be honest, I can't remember. If I brought anything unnecessary, I would donate or toss it immediately. Likewise, if I needed anything, I bought it. Remember, not all your supplies have to come from a Western country. I'd refuel in the major capitals, New Delhi, Bangkok, Cairo, Kuala Lumpur. Number four, how did your travels change who you are today? This may sound strange, World travel is the reason I decided to dedicate my life to teaching personal finance. Many of my friends would comment, I'd love to travel, but I can't afford it. I hear that statement about loads of big, brash dreams. I'd love to be a photographer, singer, writer, but it's unrealistic. I'd love to work for myself, but that's not realistic. Sorry, but that's simply not true. As I noted in one of my most popular posts, Quit Your Job and Travel, No one questions how you can afford to drop tens of thousands of dollars on a conventional expense. No one says, I'd love to go to grad school, I'd love to have a baby, I'd love to buy a home, but I can't afford it. Conventional wisdom says that grad school and babies and home ownership are worthwhile goals, so people find a way to afford them. People work the night shift so they can save for a down payment on a house. Isn't it funny that when society tells us that a goal is achievable, we figure out how to achieve it? But when people say that a goal is unrealistic, we give up. We quit before we've tried. I didn't do anything special. I avoided debt and I saved $25,000. Millions of people do exactly the same thing in order to buy a house or to have a baby and no one fawns over their accomplishment. Frankly, $25,000 isn't that much money. It's the cost of a Honda Accord. It's one year of private school tuition. It's a 20% down payment on a $125,000 condo. Have you ever heard anyone say, wow, you bought a Honda, how on earth could you afford to do that? You must be rich. Or worse yet, I'd love to own a condo, but I could never afford it. No one says that. People have a funny view of money. They spend lavishly on socially acceptable priorities like homes, cars, and education, but they rob their real dreams to pay for that. Seeing the way that people reacted to my two-year round-the-world trip drove this point home, so I decided to dedicate my life to teaching one very simple but powerful message, Cut ruthlessly on the things you don't care about. Spend lavishly on the things you love. Ignore conventional wisdom. You just listened to the post titled, Travel the World for the Price of a Honda by Paula Pant of affordanything.com.
0: Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's monarchmone dot OFD for your extended 30-day free trial.
1: And before I go today, if you haven't already done so, please do check out our other podcasts, especially if you like today's post. Minimalism-related content is frequently narrated over at Optimal Living Daily, so you can check that out, but to find all of our shows, simply search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this show, and be sure to click subscribe. And that'll do it for another Monday show. Have a great rest of your day and a great start to your week too. I'll be back here with you tomorrow. That's where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast